Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Frames Per Second Podcast. Has mom said something to you? Oh, She's been on my neck lately. You tell me if she was ugly, right? Girl, of course not. <laughs> When I am struggling, my man gets it. I get that you have a lot of work, but I'm just trying to figure out where I fit in. It's my little angel right here. You want to hold her? Uh, I just dropped a burrito earlier today. Then hell no. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. You're now tuned in to the Frames for Second podcast. Uh, before we get into everything, I just want to say, if you're a new listener or a recurring listener, thanks for tuning in. Um, but please rate and subscribe to the podcast so we can um, get our numbers up so we can do bigger and better things and also share the podcast with your friends so we can all be in on the conversation as well. Um, but now I got the church announcements out the way. Uh, let's get into the episode. This episode is being dedicated to recapping the hit HBO series Insecure. Um, we are reviewing the fourth episode titled Low Key Losing It. And we got the usual crew joining us today. Um, how y'all doing? Wonderful. Great, great. How so yeah, I am doing great actually. You know, it's it's May fourth as we're recording this. May the fourth be with you, Nay, Rod, Mike, everyone. <laughs> um, hope y'all enjoying today. But uh, yeah, let's get into this insecure recap. So this is we're ha- well not we're not actually halfway through the season like I thought. It's actually ten episodes this season not eight, like we thought earlier. So there's going to be more to come. But this episode um, starts off with Issa putting the final touches on her flyer for the big block party that she's been basically trying to have since the end of last season. Um, And we also get to find out that this is one month before the block party happens. So we're getting closer and closer to the date of, I guess, some shit storm that's going to happen. Um, How did y'all feel about... uh, the opening scenes with her, I forgot she was a landlord and with all her tenants coming in and you realize how bad of a landlord she is <laughs> when they all talk about, we don't got no water or nothing. Yeah. She's all over the place. She was all over the place this episode. So um, it just kind of goes to show that she just got a lot on her plate and she can't juggle it right now. I, it's, I don't know if she's a land, she's a property manager, I think is what it is. Right. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. She's like a property manager. So yeah, that, that mama and that son cracked me up. <laughs> That's a good boy, right? No, it's the same boy from, is it the same boy from last season? Seems like you looked different. Oh, I think he just grew up. <laughs> Um, but as we continue on, we go, uh, on to the next scene. Um, and this is going right into Molly and Andrew. It seems like the show is trying to really make us invest in their relationship more so than almost more than even Dro probably as far as Molly trying to actually have a healthy relationship. Um, what the scene starts off with Molly, you know, invited Andrew over just to, you know, hang out and kick it. And, but she seems like she's still letting work kind of dictate her life is that uh was it fair for her to invite andrew over and then just focus on her work real quick before she even looked at him or looked his way well she did she tried because they was getting started in the room but she just couldn't focus because she still had that on her plate um was it fair for her to invite him over 
Probably not. Well, I, I mean, she probably thought she would have been done by the time he got there, which is why she she asked for 10 more minutes. Uh, seemed like she thought she was close to finishing up whatever she was working on. That'd have pissed me off. Yeah, I'm about to say, you tell me 9 o'clock and then you trying to have me roll over at one forty-two, nigga, kiss my ass. I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have been asleep. Yeah, she, tre- she treated him like a human dildo. Real talk. Like, he came over there just to hang out, kick it. He, even, he was very patient with her, too. Like, he just rolled over and let it happen. I would have had a conversation like, nah, he, the kitchen closed today, honey. Like, you would have had a conversation? <laughs> huh? I, I wouldn't have had a conversation. <laughs> We can yeah, talk tomorrow. Talk <laughs> yeah, we can we can have that conversation tomorrow. Right. <laughs> hey, for for the quality that I'm dropping down, nah. This ain't this ain't McDonald's where you can pull up okay. whatever time you want to. All right. Nah, okay. we got we got if we, if I come over and I'm ready for something, okay. nah, we, we better get it on and cracking. If you busy, you busy. Go ahead and do your business, but don't waste my time. Then you should have left. I feel like someone that would be laying down quality would not be having a talk like you're having right now. Though. <laughs> Hey, I got I got things to do. I ain't Clearly got time. To- <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Clearly not." <laughs> but is it take that quality somewhere else, bro? If she not, if she doesn't want it, then I'd have just left. I wouldn't have thrown a fit or been like, "What the fuck?" I just like, "All right, cool. Go ahead and finish your work. I'm gonna dip out. Let's let's get up tomorrow. Ain't that big of a deal?" But is it? Is it wrong for someone who wants to have a relationship to be that focused on their professional career? No. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be focused? I mean, like, you want somebody who's got something going on for themselves career-wise. It's just, which is to the conversation they had later, it's just a matter of you trying to figure out how to balance it, which, honestly, is not easy. But especially if you have a real demanding job. But... It's just part of it's that's just part of being in a grown up relationship. Yup. I wanted to ask uh Nay, you and Rod as far as the work personal life balance. Like, is it as hard as uh Molly was making it seem on the show, or is it more Yes? Yes. Exactly. It can be difficult. It can, especially if you're really career focused and depending on what you have going on with your job, it can be, but um, it just, it requires you being intentional on putting the relationship first and making time for it. Well, I think it just goes to what she had said about she's not used yeah. to, um, you know, she she's not used to trying to fit another person into a schedule. And that's really all it is. I got to make time for the kids. I got to make time for me. And y'all know how hard I work. So it's like, you know, it's just a matter of just, you know, just just being intentional with what you're doing and how you're doing. It doesn't have to be stressful or hard. You know, just kind of just organize your day or your week for that matter. Like, I have a calendar that keeps me on point with everything. I know when the birthdays are. I know when, uh, like, uh, dance classes are. Like, it's just like, I just got to make sure that I schedule my day. She's not, she, she's living like she's a single woman and she has to make that transition. But honestly, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not into this whole Molly Andrew, Molly Andrew thing. It, it just doesn't interest me. In an interview, a normal, a normal interview, that's who I'm seeing on the screen. 
Rod, I got that feeling when she opened the door and he was leaning on the side. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that, that was the first, that's when I got that feeling uh, for the first time in this episode. I'm like, all right, man, you're trying to be too cool for school. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, it's you're not, not that damn smooth and cool. All yeah, that. Like, like that's, that felt forced. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, exactly, that's what it is. It seemed like his character is forced to be cool. I feel like he, sh- he looks like he should be kind of quirky or something. He doesn't look like he should be like just cool, like, hey, what's up, girl? What about that? What about that salsa? Whatever he said in the last episode, he's talking about gumbo. Like, what you know about gumbo? <laughs> you ain't never met a cool <laughs> <laughs> That's what you saying, Rod. I think it's less about his character. Like, his character isn't important to me. It's more about how Molly is acting in a relationship with somebody. So I feel like it's okay that he comes off a little uh, not authentic. Like, I'm not really invested in him. It just it just feels like he's a he's a just a, a way to be able to see Molly in an adult relationship because she hasn't really had one. But I see if I think if I thought I think if the character was better, it would be a better it'd be more powerful scenes to me. Yeah, I think that he's just mostly there for to showcase reasons why Molly won't mess with Issa. Because I think she feels like Molly in her head, I think, especially after this episode, she feels like she's moving in the right direction. She's making the right decisions. And Issa is kind of like a person who isn't helping her get along with her growth. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it later as far as what happens in this episode. But I think that's what Andrew's main point is to showcase a responsible a man that she's actually dealing with for the first time and how that actually works and how she's dealing with that on her own outside of the support of Issa. I get his, I get his point. I get his point. I just wish it was a better person. You just felt the show. Is there chemistry between the two of them? I don't team? think so. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't, it's not, they don't sell it. For me, but that's for me. It doesn't seem like it bothers y'all, but for me it does. Mike, you agree? I agree. Oh, okay, I agree. I like I liked him at first, and then um, I think last episode I was saying that I don't really like him that much anymore. Oh, okay, I went on. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I I don't know if it's the cool thing that bothers me, or if it's just the fact that they do not have any sort of chemistry, mm-hmm. like zero. When they kiss, she may as well be kissing a a, a pug yeah, or something. Like I don't buy it. Yeah, and like like him like them crawling the bed and he's kissing all up on her it just looks weird like it looks like he's not really into her like that like and like maybe he's just not a great actor when it comes to like i don't know i don't know what it is okay that's what i was about to say this is the thing molly hasn't necessarily had any males where i feel like there was a lot of chemistry and the sex scenes have always been awkward between Molly. And I wonder if that's because Yvonne Orji, the actress is actually a virgin. So I wonder if there is, if it's just like awkward there cause she's never been in that type of situation. Yeah, she's a virgin. In real life? In real life. Yeah, she is. Is she a born again virgin or is she a real virgin? Uh, she's uh, she a legit, like still like, has not been cracked. Like, like this? That's like a unicorn. Yeah, it is, man. How old is she? I want to say she's in her thirties. Yeah, like mid thirties, early to mid thirties. I wouldn't be surprised. Is something wrong with like? Did she say like why? It's Christian. Oh Jesus! 
<laughs> that was not planned. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, oh, good for her. Oh, <laughs> I'm calling on him because I need him. That's crazy. Hey. Right, well, good for her. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. So I, when you said that, when you were talking about the sex scene, it's just as I think about it, like even like the more aggressive sex scenes have always felt a little off to me, and I think that might be because she doesn't have any actual real life to pull to pull from wow yeah she's 36 that's crazy yeah that's that is dude wow that's no her pussy really is well i guess it's not broken it hadn't been touched (laughs) (laughs) it hadn't been been touched to get broken broken. (laughs) oh yeah right she needs to go ahead and break it so she can get over this shit damn okay well that could be it then but I, I was looking more towards it being him, though, because he's exactly. I think he's the problem, not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because they did good with Nathan. Nathan wasn't with, with um wasn't with Molly. No, I'm just saying, but his character, the chemistry with Issa and Nathan was cool. Yeah, Issa had chemistry. Like she had chemistry with Lawrence on mm-hmm. on screen. She That's had chemistry with Daniel because she fucks. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to fuck with your good actors. It seems like they just don't fuck with it. I would almost, I wouldn't be surprised if some shit came out later on that they like legit don't like each other. Like, yeah, like I, those I, two I, actors yeah. just don't vibe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I'm not invested. Me either. All right. Uh, well, the next scene we get back to Issa trying to finalize her flyers. Um, and she gets a call from one of the, I think the promotional company for the whole event to see like, hey, what's up with the finalization on flyer? And she hits up Condola. She calls her and texts her, but Condola ain't picking up or responding. It seems like it's it's been a while since she has. Um, Do y'all think that Condola ain't fucking with Issa because of the conversation she had with Lawrence during Thanksgiving? Yep, and Lawrence is trying to tell her that Condola don't really fuck with you because I told her I still want to be with you. He's trying to figure out how to have that conversation. That's what he was trying to tell. I think that's what he was trying to tell her at, um, when they were at seeing the baby. That's what you read? That's what I read. I read that they was broken up. Yeah, okay. They, yes, they are broken up. We broke up because we had a conversation where she thinks I'm still into you. And because of that, she's not really fucking with you on a business tip. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Because she, she never replied back to her text message. We didn't, you know, reply back or nothing when she when she sent that text about the flyer stuff, you know, the layoff of the flyer. And I was, and I thought about that after I saw when I saw Lawrence and Isa talking outside. I was like, oh, like you said, like, um, Nay, like, is she not fucking with Isa no more on the business tip because of the whole, you know, that conversation that they had that Lawrence and her had um, on the last episode. So yeah, I was like, damn, we sure didn't see, old girl. Hmm. So y'all think they broke up? I read. I, that's what I was reading. I, yeah, that's that's why I asked y'all that last episode. Was like, yeah, I think I, they kind I, of falling back. I think they, I think they probably kind of falling back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We could be wrong. It's just one episode. Just because we didn't see her one episode doesn't mean that they're broken up. But yeah, it did. Yeah, but it, go ahead, Ken. Mm, go ahead, finish it off. I just say, but the way I don't know Lawrence' demeanor and like how he was at the thing. I don't know. It's in the way he wanted to talk to. Issa, maybe that could have been about that. So I don't know. Maybe they did take a step back or broke up or whatever or stopped talking. 
Yeah, I was confused by that part. <clears throat> I couldn't really gauge what was going on there. I, I assumed he knew why Condola wasn't responding, but I didn't know why. I didn't think that they broke up. I figured that she must have said something to Lawrence. I don't know. I was confused by that. Mm. And I was going to ask y'all, so there yeah, you go. considering the, the way the, the, the conversation between um, Condola and Lawrence in the last episode, I just really think that she probably, either they broke up and she mad, either way it goes, she's uncomfortable around Easton now because she knows that nigga she been fucking with still feel away. Mm-hmm. So you think he was going to tell her at that point, hey, shit about to hit the fan or like she's she's really not messing with either one of us right now. You need to start doing things like plan for an, uh, like a alter, plan B pretty much. No, that's not what I read. I read that he's not aware that she's ghosting Easter too. I, but I did read that, you know, they probably split, split up. Him and Condola split up. He's not aware that Issa's feeling the residual effects from that. Because he was like, when she was talking about the block party thing, he's like, oh, go do your thing. I'll talk to you about it later. That doesn't sound like somebody that knows that Condola's not messing with her. No, nah, that's that's that sounds like I got more bad news than you already hit. Yeah, got hit with something. Oh, but, it, but it's not Condola news though. It's ish. It's re- related. But but, yeah. but why wouldn't he just say it at the moment though? Like if she, if he if he notices that she's having issues with with having this block party put together, why wouldn't he just go ahead and say, "Oh yeah, what I wanted to tell you is this." Because. He has to explain why that is now affecting her. It's affecting her because Condola feels like he still mm-hmm. has feelings for her and he don't know how to have that conversation. That's why I feel, felt like he was real hesitant to even bring it up. It's like he was trying to make small talk. He looked mm-hmm. real nervous. And then she gets a phone call about the block party. It's like, oh, you already dealing with this. And now I got to tell you, Condola not really dealing with the situation. She don't know how to handle it because of me. You know what? We'll talk later, girl. See you later. Yep. Yep. And then he bounced. Because he really didn't really want to have that conversation. He left without saying shit to anybody. I didn't take it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, your yeah. ass is wrong then, son. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was also, I think it was also kind of funny that he was in that situation because like, what was it, like a couple of episodes before he was like, I want you to not really mention me when you talk to Condola. And then now he's coming up to her talking about some, oh yeah, we had a conversation about you. About and like, you. Yeah, about you. And it kind of fucked up not only what I got going on, but you as well. That, but what I'm saying is that how would he know that it messed up her as well? Man, come on, man. They She literally works with her closely on the block. Like Condola brought a lot of, no, I no, believe. No. That's a good question though, Nick. Because yeah. did, did Issa ever mention, yeah, Condola's not calling me back? Yes, she did. did. She did mention that? Yes. Oh, never mind, Rod. I was with you for a minute, bro. So so she said, yeah, Issa's not returning my, I mean, Condola's not returning my phone calls. Then that's when he proceeded to tell her about what happened. Yeah, so about Then the phone call came. (laughs) Then she came back and said my headliner dropped out. And here we are. There you go. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So Condola's that petty. That's what we're saying. We don't know why she's not calling yeah, back. We don't know yet. We don't, yeah. And is that really petty though, Nick? Kinda. Because like, what y'all got going on technically has nothing to do with Issa. How does she know that? It depends on what else was said in that conversation. 
Because remember we said the last thing, excuse me, the last thing she saw of Lawrence and Issa was them kicking in the lunch spot. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on what, how that conversation went between her and Lawrence as to whether or not she feels like she should at least sew things up with Issa before she moves forward. Or if she's like, you know, that y'all both on some bullshit, I'm out. You know, so it really just, I think it really depends on how that conversation ended with Lawrence and Canola. It'd be even worse if the conversation ended where we saw it end. Because then she could be thinking all kinds of shit. She could exactly. be cheating. She could be thinking all kinds of stuff. We don't like, know. If y'all advice and was like, you know what, that's a stupid ass question. I don't have to answer this left. Yeah, then yes. Then that's no, the problem. Shit no, been I'm wrapped not up. with you or your girl. Shit would have been wrapped up if they did what I said. My thing is, for, for a woman who ain't really that into a nigga, she doing a lot of shit to mess up not only his life, but his ex-life too. When a woman fed up, Nick. When a woman fed up. Nick don't know that song. Nah, I, I, I see. I know a couple, I know that song. No, you don't. There's, okay. a, there's another song that I, I know with that same title, but. It's yeah. not by Drake, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see, um, what was he, what were we getting into? Oh yeah, Molly. Molly is back with her uh, at her job again. We're seeing her get cool with her coworkers. I think she seems like she's mended relationships with her coworkers. Oh, what's up, Nate? Have have we have we gone past the Nasford call though? Like, can we talk about that? No, nah, we get into that. Oh, okay, okay. You you get into that. I got yeah, you. I had to double back. Um, yeah, Molly and her co. What did y'all think about that scene? Because that scene kind of. Seems like it didn't really need to be in the in this episode because it was just about them not only just talking about black men and white women, but also just like random other guys, like women talking about men shit. It didn't what was Nate, can you give me an insight of what that conversation? <laughs> the, so one, we know that she's historically had issues with the people in the office. So it shows that she's in a better position with her coworkers. And it, to be honest with you, that scene was really showing nothing other than the fact that she's really taking for granted the fact that Andrew is just going to be cool with whatever her schedule is. She's been so focused on work. Work is going better for her. And then she's like, yeah, my man is so cool, girl. He understands. He, he lets me do me. Not really. So I really just think it was kind of showing how um, kind of oblivious Molly is to what is going on in her relationship. You think she's oblivious or fucking lying? I think she's oblivious. I think she really thinks because he comes off like he's supposed to be just so cool with it. Like, uh, I, I, I ro- you roll over at 1.45 in the morning ready to go. Like, thank I mean, you for understanding. No man's going to do that, even if we're mad. We're going to fuck. I mean... Well, okay, that's great. But at the end of the day, you ain't even say shit to me about it. So as far as I'm concerned, we cool. You get it. I got to work. I got a, I got a job. I'm career-oriented. He understands. I really think she's just that oblivious. I think she just feels like she's in control of the relationship. Like, she dictates the rules. She dictates a lot of shit. I think that's what she's used to, I think. And that's why she moves the way she does. It, she was because she didn't. She wasn't in control with drama. That's what frustrated her the most, because she usually uh, I is. See, I can see that. You know what I mean? And she I didn't, didn't have any a... of that. I got that she was posturing. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So that's just me? Okay. I'm not saying it's just you. I'm just saying I didn't get that. I got well, it. I, I, mean, I could be wrong. You know, I just, that's, that's, what, that's how it came off to me, but I could have just read it wrong. <clears throat> Especially when they were at the party and she was like, oh, girl, when I'm stressed out, he takes care of me, whatever the fuck she said. It just sounded fake. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah, it did sound fake, Mike. I'm remembering that now. It did. I'm with Mike. It did sound fake. I don't think it was fake. I think okay. Let's let me think. Hold on. Yeah, I remember thinking that. I'm with Mike. I think it's one of those things where it's like you're trying to you want to believe what you're saying, right? Right. So you talked yourself into it. Exactly. Like this is what I want it to be. I it may not be, but this is what I want it to be. This is how this is what I'm believing. And so I'm speaking it as if it is. So it's almost like she's believing her own bullshit. She just thinks she has this great relationship. And now I have a relationship. I think Molly's excited that she's in a situation this long. Like she said when she talked to him, she was like, I'm just not used to being in a situation this long. And bitches get, I mean, that's not uncommon. Women will get excited and everything. He is perfect, girl. Let me tell you, my man do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, bitch, really? Like, come on. <laughs> Which is what Lisa was. Like, oh, girl, you read Table Talk? now so that it's like yeah she's like you just had this relationship for five minutes and, he, and he's everything like bring it calm down a little bit oh she did it with both conversations she did it with a homegirls and the co-op mm-hmm. she did it two mm-hmm. times i'm yeah i'm still leaning more towards her mike i think she no wait wait maybe i'm not <laughs> <laughs> like i said no, i, I, think, wrong. I, I think she's lying i think i think i think she's friends I don't think she's oblivious. I, I think, think she, she believes her own bullshit, which is why he had to check her at the dinner table. And he was like, yeah, that's real cute, but um, I made plans because you ain't never available. I saw oh. that as I saw that as controlling. Like, that's why when, when he was like, I made plans, she was like, hold on, you made plans on date night? That's our night. And he was like, nigga, ha- ha- when? Because <laughs> you keep on moving the, you moving the date night to wherever pleases you. Mm-hmm. So... See that that's that's why that's one of the reasons why I thought she was full of shit, because it was like when we get to that scene, I know we're jumping ahead, Nick, but when we get to that scene and that happened, she seemed to genuinely be shocked. Like, well, I guess now that I'm thinking it out loud, I guess that. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, because she believes her own bullshit. She's you like, ain't got to in. I already said you're right. <laughs> I, I was giving you this one, Nick. You ain't got to, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> facing it. It's okay. Yay, team! <laughs> B and Candy, I agree. I think she's faking the funk for the for the for the for the people. I don't think she. I don't. I've never really got a grasp that she, Molly was really really into Andrew that, that way for some reason. And maybe this might be a part of the what me and Rod was agreeing on earlier. It's just like uh, we don't even care about this dude no more. So maybe I'm just thinking like, man, she ain't she ain't fucking with that dude no more. Everybody tired of Andrew. Like it's just like. It was cool for a quick second, and it's like, now nah, it's on to the thing. So I think she's just faking it for the people. I think she's really into Andrew. You think so? I think that, yeah, absolutely. I think she's really into Andrew. I think that Andrew is just getting to a point where he's kind of fed up with her bullshit. So when that, that thing at the dinner table happened, mm-hmm. I think she was genuinely shocked that he did have the audacity to go hang out with his friends on their quote-unquote date night even though to him it really wasn't that deep because she's always breaking plans. So yeah, right here because you know, if, if she's always the one breaking plans, then she can't really possibly think that Andrew is the issue. It's clearly her. Which is why this episode, I was actually proud of Molly and the way she handled the situation. Like, even though, you know, there was a twinge of I'm pissed about it. She was like, nah, it's cool. Because she had to acknowledge the fact that, you know what, he's right. I am always flaking on him. Like, I do know that, you know, he always has to deal with my crazy schedule. 
And so the next time she saw him, she was like, all right, let's talk about it. And she was honest with saying, look, I'm not used, I'm not used to this. Like, I don't know. I'm not accustomed to I was really proud of her this episode. Hmm. All right, let's double back a little bit to uh, their gathering at Tiffany's. Uh, before they actually got there, there was a, Issa was driving on her way there listening to Michelle Obama's Becoming. And it was that a, actually an interesting uh, quote from that about, uh, you have to define yourself before you let others define you. Um, I thought that was really foreshadowing, obviously, what's about to happen this season. But also, my other question is, when you parallel parking, who has the right of way? Is it the person who backing in or is the person who's going in for, for uh, head first? The person backing in. The one that's back, backing in. So, so Issa had the spot and Molly was on some bullshit. Yeah. Because yeah. she had to go into her spot in order to park in there right. Yeah. Also, look at what happened when Issa pulled off. Molly. Yeah, Molly backed up. Broke, she, yep. right. she, yeah. she parallel parked. She did the proper, way. She did the proper she way of parallel parking. I don't know. I don't yeah. parallel park. <laughs> I do. I'm I'm good at it. You don't know how to parallel park, Nate? I mean, I get the concept, but... <laughs> it just don't work. Don't, I got you. I got you. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I wouldn't know. Uh, that, was, that was some bullshit, and I was really pissed at Issa for giving her the fucking spot, because I'd have mm-hmm. told her, like, nah, you got to go. Like, isn't that isn't that how Issa usually does things? Like, she kind of defers to Molly in a, in a way? Yep. But she also wasn't very clear on what she was doing, which is also seems like an easy thing. When she was like, I'm going, she didn't say, I'm going to park in this space. She just said, I'm going. So Molly assumed that she was going to go ahead and not uh, what Issa was actually doing was trying to park. So, I mean, I get it, but. That whole scene was so awkward. I just wish they would talk already. Yeah, like, even as they're, um, when Issa's walking up, to Tiffany's uh, crib, we get uh, before we get to uh, her and Molly having another d- discussion. Nathan Manford, we see. I don't know when she missed the call, but I think she got a voicemail from uh, him earlier that day, and he's basically like, "You know what? You ain't got to uh, call me back or anything. Just want to say I'm I'm happy for you with your block party plans, and I'm I'm glad you're in a better place." He called while she was backing into the spot. Oh, that's why she, uh, okay, that was the call. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I thought she denied two calls while before she even got to Tiffany's. But what did y'all think about Nanfer making a slight cameo appearance, I guess? I thought it was cool how they did it. I knew he was coming back, and I still think he's probably going to show up at a block party or something. Like, I think, I don't know if it was Mike or somebody mentioned um, last episode or something, but I thought it was it was quite interesting, like, Nasford ghosted. He knew he messed up. And so just the fact that he was like, you know, you don't even have to call me. I just wanted to tell you congratulations. I'm happy for you. I thought that was really cool. I like that's it. Some, that's some bullshit. That's a player move, to be honest. That's a, that's a purebred player move. <laughs> Is it? Yes. No, yeah. It's book 101. Yep. Look, he said, hey, you ain't got to call me back. Like, just in case, like, she don't call back, he doesn't look lame, one. And two, he can make it look like, oh, I wasn't really calling you because I miss you and I want to talk to you. I was just calling you to give you a congratulations. And I'm gonna- Everybody knows that's what it is, so. But that's still some some game shit for him to be like, oh, you yeah. ain't got He's waiting on that call, yeah. Absolutely yeah. waiting on that call. Of course. Women love this, when you're thinking about this them. This is the, the easiest way for him 
to kind of get back in to find something to actually to have a reason to call for to congratulate her on. Like if she wasn't doing this party, he would have had to try to figure out another way to finagle his way in. But now that she got this going on, oh man, yeah, I'm just calling to just give you, you know, your props on you doing the damn thing, girl. Go ahead. You don't have to call me back. I just wanted to just give you a call, say, you know, I'm proud of you, blah, 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 blah. I'm but so, I'm so, I'm so call. proud of Huh? That's that Drake. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and, and look how he, he look how he found out about the party. He was asking around. He asked Andrew, or he heard it from Andrew, and then he reached out to her. So you could tell that he's he was trying to find like what's what's she up to? Like he's asking about you. That's his roommate. Yeah, they they boys. Yeah, but I mean shit, if if you don't really care, if to me it's like it's a reason to come back in because it's like what she's up to. Okay, I can show up at this block party after I call her and congratulate her on her setting it up. It's just a basically it's a way to keep tabs. I mean, he can show up at a block party regardless. But he want that invite. He want he want to go and have it be known like, oh, I'm here and Issa's cool with me being here and we're gonna hang out. He doesn't want to just show up and be like, hey, how are you? <laughs> yep. Hey, big head. Right, right with your big head. Head so big. Uh, all right, so moving on. What did y'all think about um, that awkward conversation between Issa and Molly um, on their doorsteps about their self-care Sundays? It was awkward. The whole That whole exchange was awkward. Should they just have the conversation right then and there? Especially since they were talking about like not before you about to go into the little gathering or whatever like that. No, you don't want to bring that energy. Whatever energy would have came out from that conversation, you didn't want to bring that into that party. So no, not not right there. That wouldn't. But have been- then they kind of already did. They don't know that they're at a conversation place. Like, yeah, they they think like that's- to have the conversation last episode, but but uh, oh yeah, that's like- right. That's so right. they, they know they said y'all they're all the conversation. That's why it's awkward. It's like they don't really know how to deal with each other because they haven't talked. They know it's something to talk about. They just haven't talked about it. And that's always the worst. Like when a girl says, hey, we need to talk and y'all got to interact until y'all talk. Like that's the worst. Those are the worst words I ever hear, man. We need right. to talk. My, my heart drops in my stomach every time I hear that. And I heard it too many times. My heart don't drop. Yeah. My heart don't drop either, Ken. Yeah. What you say? I said my heart don't drop either. We gotta talk. Yeah, because he's not gonna be. We need to talk later. He's like, nah, let's talk now. He don't give it an opportunity. It's annoying. That ain't annoying. That's real. Yeah, I would do the same thing. We need to talk now. No, that's. Ready to talk now? I would say, hey, Ken, we talk. That's not what I said. Why are you bringing it up then? Why are you right? Thank you. Why do you bring up? We gotta talk later. Like just talk. Like bring it up later. Yeah, we don't need that. Well, yeah, kill that foreplay shit. Let's right. Foreplay right. <laughs> is important, people. I hate that shit, man. Oh, I hate that shit so much. Nah, it's it's, it's because they want to get their case together. They trying to build. They trying to make sure they get. I have to get my thoughts together. Then don't bring it up. Yeah, exactly. You don't want. You said you brought it up, right? I'm, yeah, I'm saying like, don't bring it up if you don't want to talk about it right now. Exactly. You nah, it's, 
talk about it at that moment. So let's so talk later. Bring it up. We'll bring it up. This evening, when you get home and I get home, let's sit down and talk because we got some stuff we need to air out. No, uh, wait till when we get home and sit down. Then you say, well, I hate that shit. It's a trial date. It's a trial date to say, show up in court later on this week <laughs> and make you know sure. You I'm not showing up then. I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm gonna yeah, stay as long as I'm warrant for your arrest. <laughs> your ass is going on the run. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit, man. Wow, we gotta yeah, talk dude. later. We gotta talk right now. We're talking right now. What? No, I'm not right not now. So why the fuck are you up in space? Right no, you not ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they hate it. When you when you catch them off guard, they're like, oh, they ain't got their shit together. They are agreeing to some shit they ain't want to. I gotta get my exhibits together, my, my evidence. You know what I think it is? I think y'all be thinking that we not ready. Like, no, yeah, we, we are ready. We always ready. What? <laughs> like what? The fuck you got that's funny. That, that's so funny. I'm gonna go ahead and tell him we got something to talk about. He's not gonna be ready to talk anyway, because he's gonna have to process it. Nah. Nope. And they want to torture us because they know, like, they sitting on it and they stewing on it. So now they want to make us stew on it. Like, oh, if I I go over here and tell It's not that. It is not that. It's just, look, something came across my mind. We really need to talk. And we'll talk later because we need to be, it's going to be a thing. So let's, when we are in the privacy of our home, let's talk. And then I can process my thoughts. I can write my notes down. And I can be ready when we had a conversation. (laughs) See, if women were smarter, y'all would just bombard us with it. Because what y'all are doing is, if we fucked up and you come and tell us, oh, we got to talk later. Look, we usually know we fucked up. Now you're giving us time to come up with a good ass story. If y'all were smart, you would just hit us with it when you're ready to talk right then. Correct, because most niggas who fuck, who know they fucked up have fucked up multiple times. So you don't know which fuck up I'm about to bring up. So I'm going to let you sit on that. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe by the time we get to the table talk, you're you, you going to be done told me something I ain't even know about. That's not even what I wanted to talk about. But See, the, you know what? That was, a mind, that was a mind game, Nay. I just got you. So you were playing us. See? See? It's all mind game. Mind trick type shit. It depends on the nigga you dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next scene. Uh, we see Lawrence and Derek. Uh, everybody's gathered over to Tiffany's house to uh, see the new baby. Um, oh, oh, man. Dang. Yep. Net, Net Zero have- got his ass again. <laughs> Net Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. Nick got the worst internet out of all of them. Almonds or something in there. I'm trying to get. I I I made a phone call. All right, I'm gonna get it fixed. I'm I'm surprised you can make the phone happen. God damn! Put your dial up. (laughs) (laughs) Three, chill on me. We can go through a pandemic. It's hard times. All right. You get them CDs. You still get them CDs in them. They bullies. They bullies. Damn, banana, give me a granola bar. <laughs> Yo, in college, I used to kill them little CD rolls. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad at us, Nick. Wait, Nicholas. We, we meet the baby. We meet that baby. <laughs> um, we're moving on to Lawrence and Derek. Uh, everybody's gathered at uh, their house to see the new baby. Um, and Lawrence and Derek having a conversation about 
well, Derek is mostly telling Lawrence, like, damn, it's really hitting me now that I have a daughter. And all the things that I've done to women in the past, as far as relationship rise, <laughs> it feels like that's, that's kind of coming back to get him. Yeah. Thank you. That's, yeah, that was a funny scene. It was. That was a funny scene. He said, somebody gonna try to finger fuck my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> yeah, I was cracking up. Yeah. Oh, man. I was, Rod, I was wondering, what was going through your head when you had your uh, first daughter? Early on, man, I used to think like that until I just came to the realization that, you know, the inevitable is going to happen. So it just is what it is. I can, all I got to do, only thing I can do is just instill values and stuff into my, to my daughter and, you know, just hope, you know, hopefully she makes, you know, good decisions. So I, I would drive myself crazy if I sat around and thought about that all day. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, why is that the first thought, like, thought a man has when they have a daughter in comparison to, like, like, you don't hear, like, women talk about, like, man, if I have a son, I hope he ain't hoeing, or, like, if I have a daughter, I hope whatever. I, I don't, at least I don't hear that. Look at that. Look at that. He stuck her head over, like, excuse me, nigga. <laughs> and I think another thing is, too, like, I, I don't feel like I have bad when it comes to stuff like that, because I, I always try to lead by example with my, with my sister. Growing up, because I was the oldest, so I've always done right by women as far as long as I can remember. So I, I don't, I never saw myself have it like, because that's one of the things he was saying, man. I did some messed up things in my life, whatever. I don't feel like I've done that in my lifetime. So, you know, I, I know it's possible for, you know, you know, her to meet some, some good dudes or whatever. I absolutely say that to my son. I don't know. I already told him several times, do not make me a grandmother before it's time. I'm like <laughs> You talking about the little baby? Yes, absolutely. Like this is Come on, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> don't be out here like that, man. We 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 raising gentlemen. He already giving women stairs and stuff. They're already. <laughs> already, bro. I don't like it. Man, <laughs> oh my goodness. You smitten. <laughs> uh, did y'all, but I think Derek uh, at the end of that scene I think he gave Lawrence some sound advice as far as when he said when it's worth it make that shit work I was wondering like what woman was he Lawrence thinking about like as he was you know painting off to the side and looking out the window like thinking and shit was it like condola is he still trying to maybe you know uh, fix that or was it more about like oh maybe Issa was the one Ola didn't even cross my mind. I, I, I yeah, because he already he already know what she was about from that talk <laughs> that they had in the in the in the kitchen after the after the friends giving. So I don't think like right, yeah, I don't think Dola came across his mind at all, in my opinion. What about you, Mike? I agree. I was thinking Issa, but um, I'll also admit that I'm a little bit confused by certain parts of this episode. So he could have been thinking about Condola, I don't know, but I just assumed he was talking about. Um, yeah, I don't really know, man, to be honest, because I don't know what what Lawrence's intentions are anymore. I, I still do think Lawrence has feelings for Issa, but I don't know what he feels for Condola, so I'm not sure. I think they, they, they're saying he has feelings for Issa because when he was going to the Instagram on the last episode. Uh, right. So I think I think they're they're trying to sell the whole him feeling Issa again. Hmm. 
But that was like at the end of the day when he did a lot for Condola too. And I know they had that conversation, but it just like to Mike's point, it feels like he just wants a home. Like he's just looking for a home to lay his hat. And the women he's been entertaining, it seems like for somehow some way to give him fits, either it's him or it's them. But it seems like he just wants to be settled down. And I, there's just obstacles. Like he mentioned in the car with uh, Ch- with Chad, is like, if it's not work, it's my love life. If it's not my love life, it's work. It's like, it seems like there's something that's preventing me from settling down. But again, I don't think he sees a future with the Condola chick. Based on At all? I think he did. I think he, I think he did. did at one That's what I'm saying, until last episode. But I don't Uh-oh. think he sees it anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Based on what they've shown us, I don't think he sees it anymore. So moving on to the next scene, that's when we see Issa, Kelly, Tiffany, and Molly all just have their, you know, usual girl time discussion. Um, and Tiffany's mostly the one who starts off the conversation about, like, what's it like to to give birth and be a mother now. And um, it seems like she she was, like, showing, like telling, like, the E-True Hollywood story version of it. Like, it's it was a lot of shit that I went through. Like, even the doctors, as far as, like, trying to even help me, you know, with the pregnancy. I, they didn't even know I had a blood clot. And that brings up that conversation about black women and health, um, especially with childbirth. Now, I want—I was wondering if you could, like, elaborate on the... Yeah, I felt that scene so much, and I liked the way that they brought... Because that's a serious topic, and I liked the way that they brought it up with still using humor and being lighthearted. Um, yeah, I experienced the same thing. Like, when they gave me the epidural, um, the first epidural, and then they tried to put the catheter in, I was like, oh, bitch, I feel that. And she still kept going <laughs> to be like, no, bitch, for real. Why do I feel you putting this catheter in me? I'm not supposed to feel it. So it's it's a it's a real situation. And I, I love the way they touched on it. And I love the way she was like, even the comment that she made was like, I only really like the baby when, she, when she's chill. I mean, but I love her all the time. Like, that is real sweet. I just really like the way they did it. Did you think that Tiffany possibly may be dealing with some postpartum? It seemed like that's what they were kind of trying to hint to. Um, yeah, and I mean, postpartum is so commonplace, to be honest with you, to a certain level. So that's why I thought it was interesting when she was like, I don't even really like the baby unless she's chill. But I love them all the time because that's in your mind. Like, you, they try, like, especially with doctors now, they're, they're, they're so, so in your face about making sure you don't have postpartum depression that it's like any sign that you see as a woman is like, oh, I really don't want to deal with the baby. But I love him, so I got to go see him because I don't want to have postpartum depression. It's really so natural. It was just a real, it was a very real way that they, they depicted it. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that was a, a, a dope, like medicine in the candy type of scene <laughs> mm-hmm. to really, to get that point across. Um, but then like in the middle of that, like, Again, like we mentioned earlier, Molly was talking about how Andrew's holding her down and like she she really likes this part of their relationship. And Issa made that red table talk joke, but Molly took that very seriously. Did did y'all think that she was tripping at that point or was it was there some slight shade from Issa in that joke? It was some slight shade, especially knowing their situation is kind of sensitive right now. And knowing that Issa's <coughs> excuse me had a problem with the shade that Molly's been throwing her here left and right. So you kind of dealt her a low blow too. So I don't, I almost don't even know if it was intentional if, or if it's just the way that they banter. 
but I do feel like it was a little shady considering their situation. I don't think it was shady. I think it's just Issa still trying to be funny Issa, not realizing, not fully realizing the extent of Mm-hmm. of the awkwardness because you know she just that that's Issa's character just being awkward right mm-hmm. so it's just like I think she sincerely tried to make a joke like okay that didn't okay I guess we really are cool right now mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's the mm-hmm. I took it. yeah I took it that way too because I <clears throat> granted I don't watch Red Table Talk but I couldn't really figure out what could possibly be like what's the diss there yeah it's like yeah, so not so. It's kind of like also you know everything now, girl. You it's that's the way I take it. Like, okay, look at you knowing oh. everything about a relationship, kind of deal. Hmm. Yeah, B, did you take did you take that like Molly was being too serious? Because I kind of felt like she was. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm just replaying that scene back. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think she was probably playing, taking that a little bit too serious. Cause it was a good joke, at least for the time. It wasn't like it was insane. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think she was definitely taking. She was taking. She wasn't. I mean, she was taking her taking the whole thing too seriously and not not for play play. Either that, or she just went in that mood. Yeah, because Issa tried to do that a couple times with her, try to test the grounds, test mm-hmm. the water, see. Because you know, yeah, she like yeah, girl, da, da, da. like uh. Uh, what did she say uh, when they caught when she called her? They was she was like singing a song. She was like, "Oh, you gonna let me get through the whole song?" Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she had been trying to do stuff like that the entire time. I hate Molly, and Molly just <laughs> happened. Why is it happening? Elaborate on that, Mike. I've been to. I hate Molly. Molly's fucking annoying. The whole this whole episode, she was just getting on my nerves. I was hoping that Issa was gonna punch her. Like every, she was just always making like these little snide comments. These, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, she was the one making the snide comments, not yeah. Issa. Right, right. Yeah. And then she gets mad if somebody else does it to her. I hate that kind of shit. Yeah, Molly's annoying. Fuck her. What did y'all think about when like Issa was talking to Kelly and Molly was talking to Tiffany and they were both talking about each other, trying to just like get advice from the extended friend group um, to feel like have they been noticing any different behaviors between uh them each uh together or even as an individual and i i was surprised that kelly and tiffany like stand stood their ground and, and basically gave the same advice like y'all need to talk this shit out like don't come to us like, y'all need to figure this out yourself yeah they gave sound sound advice yeah definitely i mean at the end of the day that's what it is and they even know that which is why they were supposed to talk last week it's like like Kelly said, she may just be taking something out on you. Just talk with her about it. And like Tiffany said, she may feel the exact same way. Just talk. Like y'all are supposed to be friends. That's what you would tell. I mean, that's just natural advice. Y'all are like y'all are friends. If y'all got a problem, talk about it. Have y'all ever been in a situation where you're like y'all in between like two friends fighting or like y'all in a group and like some some people ain't just getting along and they going through you to talk to the other person or get an idea of what the other person is like? Yeah. Yeah. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. How does that how does that usually end for those situations? Even like with with you in that group, does that make you have to choose sides? I think with women, it can very easily get that way. Um, where it's like she did this and she said this, girl. Can you believe it? And if I be like, well, then it's and then now we got a problem. Women can be petty like that. 
So I think that, yeah, it, it, which is why I think Tiffany and Kelly gave the most, the best advice that they can give, which is, well, maybe y'all should talk because I, I don't really want to get in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always feel, I felt like, like if they had to choose sides, that's why, like, they talked to that person. Like, I feel like Issa feels like Kelly would be on her side more, and Molly feel like Tiffany would probably be on her side more. Because Tiffany's actually Molly's friend. I think that's sorority sisters, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? I gotta, I gotta go all the way back to see how, yeah, like... Yeah, you gotta go to season one. I, I rewatched season one, like, I think it was last week, so, yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're moving on. I guess we could go uh, towards, like, the aftermath of Issa finding out that Schoolboy Q dropped out as the headliner. And she's just, like, scrambling, trying to figure out who can I get to replace uh, an artist as big as Schoolboy Q in a short amount of time. And I, I like that montage of, like, her calling up random f- friends for favors and stuff like that. And even at the end with... um. Her talking to, like, she called the wrong number. She's like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> like, I thought that was real funny. Uh, that, was, that was cool. What, what did y'all think about as far as, like, she did the, uh, she started off the episode rapping to herself with, to give her her confidence boost that she usually does. But towards the end, like, she tried to do it again. And the, like, her, even her own subconscious was like, look, I'm going through a lot of shit, too. <laughs> I can't even help you with this. Do we... The the title of the episode is losing it. Um, do you think now that like Issa's hit her rock bottom? Nah, nah, her rock bottom. No, I just think the stress of the situation is getting to her, and she doesn't have condola with her, so she's having to deal with a lot of stuff on her own. Mm-hmm. And she's becoming to, it's just becoming a lot. But no, I don't think she's hit a rock bottom situation. Yeah, she's been lower than where she is right now. Before. Well, I was just thinking of as far as like mentally and emotionally like remember she started off this season saying like i don't have a man i don't have a job but i'm good though and that's mm-hmm. why the that's how you got introduced to the self-care sundays and now she doesn't really have her friend she still doesn't have a man she still doesn't have a job now the block party is kind of giving a lot more hurdles than she expected that's why i was thinking like her confidence is at a really low point i don't think it is because trying to get it done it'd be different if she was just like i can't do it i want to call it off she hasn't said that at all she hasn't even you know you know inferred to that so i just think it's just that i'm stressed out kind of thing and to the point where it's like i don't even have time to give myself a pep talk she's scrambling yeah yeah she's scrambling yeah she scrambled so much she ended up going back to hitting up molly to see if she can give her some help or assistance from her connects this goes back to our conversation about how we always wondered why Molly doesn't help out Issa more so on her professional side, I guess. Um, what did y'all think about that phone conversation when Issa hit up Molly for a favor? I don't know if I misread it, but I felt like Molly was in the right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't misread that. Yeah. No, um, Issa yeah. was being hella selfish. Yeah. You talking about the conversation while Molly was in their office still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think she was actually trying to give her advice. But did you try to do this first before yeah. you do that? Like, I can help you. It seemed like a lot. Like, maybe you should do this first. And she's like, you know what? Never mind. Now, it seemed like Molly was just thought that was the olive branch to like, oh, like, I can finally talk to you again. Like, I've been going through a lot. 
And then Issa was like, oh, yeah, that's cool and all, but I got my own shit. So can you focus on that? Yeah, yeah, like all that. I think but that, but I, I, No, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, like, but I think that's why Molly reacted the way like that. Like, all right, here you go asking me for help again. All right, where did you fuck up? Did you mm-hmm. do this? Did you do that? Did you do And that's when Issa was like, you know what? You just reminded me of shit that I don't want to think about. Let me just move on. I can see you probably not going to help me right now. I agree. That's how I, that's how I took it too. That's how I took it too in terms of like, well, did you have a contract? Well, did you X, Y, and Z? Well, did you did he breach the contract? So you had to do something for him to just drop out. Yeah, I agree with that. But ultimately, I think that I understood where her attitude came from because she thought for a moment she was, you know, we gonna have a friend moment, but mm-hmm. you don't really care what I'm going through. You just want your shit together. And, you know, you really don't even have time to talk to me about what I'm going through. So I don't really feel like dealing with you. The only issue that I had with Molly in that was that she just went about it kind of passive aggressively, Um, especially towards the end when she was like, she's not going to talk to Andrew about it. Like, just say I'm pissed because you don't want to talk to me. So if you don't want to help me or if you're not here for me, why should I be here for you? Just say that instead of just saying, I really care about this relationship. And that was stupid. You didn't think that was sincere? I think she does sincerely care about this relationship, but asking him about about this about a, a artist, how does that jeopardize your relationship? I think. Well, I was gonna say I think it goes back to that conversation they had outside of Tiffany's about the self care Sundays. Or like, yes, they were saying like Sundays aren't serving me anymore, and that made me go back to like what I think Molly's going into as far as like who is really serving me at this point, Andrew is serving me more as far as for my benefit than Issa. So I'm not going to ruin that relationship or I'm not going to put that over. I'm not going to put you over that because right now that's helping me out more than you are. That's how I kind of took it. Like, that's why she was making up that excuse. It was an, it was a bullshit excuse. I agree, but that was the mindset of it. Like I'm more invested in this and this is going in a direction that I actually like more than our friendship. Molly ain't thinking that deep. How's she thinking then? She was mad that uh, that's all Issa called for. And she didn't want to do it when she agreed to do it. Right. She just found a way to get out of it. So, yeah, she don't, She, I mean, she likes Andrew, obviously, but, and really cares for him and wanted to work. But that was all about Issa and less about Andrew. I agree. Was, was Molly wrong for uh, basically not asking uh, Andrew to help out Issa? No. I don't think so. I think she was in the right to not do it. Even after you know. said you would do it? Because she didn't want to do it in the first place. So she just, I mean, sometimes you just say stuff just to, I think she was disappointed that she thought her friend was calling to have a sincere conversation with her. And it turned into Issa being, um, you know, selfish and, and calling with the need. And it was more about what Issa wanted in the moment and less about what Wally, uh, what Molly um, needed. So she was disappointed and heartbroken that that's what she was asking for. Like, oh, you just calling to ask me for a favor. Like, that's it. So, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll answer. She just wanted to get off the phone. She was like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. But she probably knew at, as soon as she hung the phone, she knew she wasn't going to ask him. See, this was some more, this was some more of that Molly sucker shit, which is why I can't stand her. She should have said then that she wasn't going to do it. I thought it was whack that she sat on it 
waited until later, waited for Issa to be all excited about it and then say, yeah, I didn't ask him. I'm not going to. Then why the fuck did you say you were going to like that doesn't make any sense. So I didn't I didn't like that. I do think she was in the right and not wanting to get Andrew involved with Issa's shit because right. she knows how how flighty Issa is. So if she goes and she asks Andrew to talk to one of his connects, he gets somebody and then Issa fucks it up. It looks bad on Molly. So she's right. She was just wrong in saying in the beginning that she would do it. And I think Issa, like, you know, she was so focused on trying to get to Andrew that she kind of really missed this free advice that Molly was giving her. Like, Molly was asking a lot of the right questions about why he dropped out and the reasons behind it. But she was so hell-bent on getting, like, another headliner and trying to use that connect to get to the connect that she missed the free legal advice that she was getting. Because for all we know, with such a random event happening and no reason given, that Condola could have been behind that shit and sabotaged that whole thing. So, so yeah, so if you have a contract in place and you don't know why he, he, he pulled out, I would listen to Molly and try to, you know, uh, answer those questions and and figure out a way to at least get that part rolling and then go to Andrew. Well, I think attacking in both directions. Well, I think it goes to like how both of them think as like professionals. Like Molly's very that she's a lawyer, so of course, like to your point, Ken, she's thinking about it from a legality standpoint. Of all right, if there's a contract, that means you can't just pull out whenever you want to. Like yeah, there's like terms and conditions for it. I think with Issa, she's just more of like a spilled milk person. Like, all right, this happened. Let me move on and let me focus on solutions and not focusing on the problem, especially with it being a month away. I think if you put legality stuff in, that usually takes longer to even come to a conclusion than it is to just move on. You can do I think both. That's what- and that's what she has to realize, especially she's going to move forward as a business person to be able to attack it on both, on, on both ends. Yeah, I just think that this is her first big event and she just wants to have solutions. She don't want to deal with problems. Just And that's why she, this whole episode with her dealing with problems, she's just trying to do her best and she doesn't really do it that well. Even when you're talking about her being the property manager, like the problem with the water being cut off, she didn't really even handle that, even for her own self. So it's just, again, it's just a, like the mindset of them being professionals is different. Agreed. So what did y'all, I felt like this episode, I, I, I thought it was interesting, but I thought, also thought it was a filler episode. Um, especially, I, I love the momentum we were going on as far as the last two. Uh, what do you guys see, or what did you guys think about this episode, and what do you guys see going next week? Well, the block party is next week, right? Because they're doing it month to month to month, yeah. so I guess the block party is going to be the next episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just ready for the block party to be here already. <clears throat> so yeah, it just it feels like a filler episode. Um and again, like because I'm not that interested in the Molly Andrew story, and this and these shows are only 30 minutes long, I, I'm not that intrigued. I like Lawrence and Issa's chemistry. I like when Tiffany's on screen. I even like when um what's the name? Kelly? 
Yeah, Kelly or the, uh, and the, uh, the one that crazy. Oh, uh, Derek. Yeah, he's cool too, but what's the crazy chick name? Her, um, in the her in the living apartment? No, the one that's it's crazy in real life. Kelly. Amanda Seals. Yeah, Amanda Seals. I even like, oh, okay, yeah. I even like when she's, she's on screen. So yeah, I, I like the original people when they're in their element. These new people, I'm not really feeling like that. What about you, B? Um, yeah, I, I didn't look, I didn't see the the next week's episode or whatever, the preview or whatever, so I didn't know there was going to be the actual black party. But, um, I mean, what do I think is going to happen? Like, that's, what was the question? Like, Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I was asking, what were your thoughts on this episode? Oh, you oh no, on? yeah. I mean, this episode was cool. It, it was cool. I, I think so far... This was probably my least. If I had to rank the episodes so far, going because we halfway we halfway through the season now. So uh, if I was to rank them right now up to this point, this would be my least favorite episode out of the four, out of the first four so far. I did like the awkwardness between Molly and Issa. I mean, yeah, because you know it's building towards something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's why. I did like that. Yeah, but again, that goes back to what I'm saying. I like I like when the original cast members interact. Yeah. And plus, like you said, the awkwardness, we know we know it's going towards we're gonna we know the end goal for this. So it's like, yeah, yeah. the awkwardness is making sense. It's starting to show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I think it was a filler episode, but it wasn't like uh uh I can't stand it. Like, why did I just watch this type of filler? Right, right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a, a filler episode vibe to me. I, I like this one. Um, I like the advancement in, in, in the story, and I think finally we kind of see why she's not fucking with Molly anymore. Um, it took us a moment to get there, and I like the like some the drama that I felt that, like B said, we're building towards um, the big blow up. And you know they brought in, they introduced a lot of additional or extra conflict with Lawrence. And Condola with the headliner dropping out with Andrew and, and Molly uh, beefing and make it up again. Um, and the the issues between that that's going to cause with Issa and, and Molly. And then I liked Kelly's comedic moments in here. And even Derek, like I love the timing that he had when he delivered his lines about the daughter and stuff like that. So there were a lot of good moments in here that, that I liked in this episode. I can agree with that. What about you, Mike? Um, while I did like the episode and I do agree with Ken that there were some good moments, I was meh on it as a whole. It, it did feel like filler to me because it just seems like, it seems like they're doing some old Walking Dead shit where they're just dragging out this Molly and Issa fight. And it seems like we've had enough opportunities at this point to where somebody should have said something. So it's like every episode, they're just giving us more little nuggets like, oh, this is why they're not talking. Next episode, if you, in case you forgot, <laughs> they're not talking. And it's like, all right, bro, we get it. Can we move on to some other kind of like conflict? Because the Molly and Issa shit at this point to me is old. And I feel like resolve it. I think we're coming up on a resolution with that. I I hope Uh, it feels that way. But 
I, I agree with what you guys are saying in terms of um, the Molly Issa thing. And, and when you were saying that, the one thing that I took away is all I keep hearing people saying over and over again is they just need to talk. Can they talk already? Like that's, that's the, the repeated things that people are saying in terms of, of this buildup. So it feels like it's been going on so long up to the point that that's all people have left to say. It's just right. like, get it over with already. Like, then let's do something else. So I do agree with that. Or at least make like a new fight. Like the little stuff that they're, that they're picking at each other about is all like tiny shit. Like if you really want to make us care, make something big. Like not where like Kelly was talking about, oh, you fucked Andrew. Not like that kind of big, but like that was funny. That banter back before between them two was hilarious. Not even even in the ballpark. But I got a ticket. Did you guys, because I had to step away, did you guys talk about the joke she said about Lawrence? Looking like a provider. provider. I didn't get it. I did. Looking like a provider. Like, look, looking like he look, look like employed or something like that, man. That's stupid. Yeah, that shit was funny. I was also gonna ask y'all: Have y'all ever tried breast milk before? Yes. Yeah. I'm breastfed. What are you talking about? Yes. What? Wait, are y'all serious? This is like a weird thing. Yes. Um, okay. I'm not, well, I'm not surprised by you because don't you got to put it on your wrist to see how warm it is or whatever? Yes. But you don't lick your wrist afterwards. Right. Some, some no, people do. Even Mike knows that. <laughs> depending on how warm it is, I will drink it to see if it's going to burn my tongue. Uh, that uh, makes sense. It makes sense. No. I just man. didn't think that anyone I, I, that. I was going to add, like, I, I, no one's ever been curious about what it tastes like or nothing like that. Um, huh? What? <laughs> I got a phone call. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Speak your mind, bro. I, I'm not speaking my mind. I'm trying to avoid your mind. I'm just saying. Nah. I I wonder what it tastes like. I've never tasted it before. But I've always wondered what it tastes like. Like, is, sure it it like is it more 2% or is it more whole milk? <laughs> Neither. It's breast milk. It's, got, it's sweeter. That's what I've heard, actually, Nick. Mm-hmm. Really? That's yeah. what I've heard. Well, I'm lactose, so I can't deal with that anyway. It's, but it's just always a thought, like, damn, like, what the hell does it taste like? It was just a question. Hey, I was trying I'm to you're taking a weird turn, Nicholas. Next topic. <laughs> that was... <laughs> uh, that was pretty much it, as far as uh, all my questions that I have for y'all. But all right, so yeah, we're looking forward to episode five. Uh, actually, B, this we, it's ten episodes this season. I, I looked it up. Um, it's not eight; it's ten. So we'll be halfway next week. I am curious if it is the block party next week. I'm curious as how that the aftermath of five episodes will is that more than necessary to have to deal with the aftermath of, the, of a block party? I would think they would save it for like episode seven or eight. But um, but yeah, we'll find out. Again, please let us know what your uh, thoughts and comments are on this episode and the series so far. Uh, FPS Podcast on Reddit. And that's also the same for IG and Twitter. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. And please subscribe and rate the podcast. We would definitely appreciate it. 
Um, but yes, that's us for this week, and we out. Peace. Bye. Peace. Peace.